All the second stage tanks now pressurized. 35 seconds and counting. We are still go 30 seconds and counting. Astronauts report it feels good. T minus 25 seconds. 20 seconds and counting. T minus 15 seconds. Guidance is internal. 12, 11, 10, 9. Ignition sequence start. 6. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Jam Space Podcast. I just want to take one more chance to wish you guys a happy new year. As promised, here is the second episode of the week. We got the bonus episode right here. We are in 2021, people. This is the Who Do I Kill listening party for Eye for an Eye featuring Joseph Aslan at Switchblade Studios. Let's get into it. There used to be sticky pokey things. There used to be a fucking, fucking pokey. There was like All a right. fucking porno shop up on Scottsdale Road uh-huh. that had. That's where I got that, dude. I used to have like six or seven of them. It's the only one I got left. It's just a fucking. It's just a poker with a little piece of blown glass on the end. Like yeah. I can't believe they're they're Perfect. not just at every single fucking head shop all the time. Yeah, I don't think you I've know? ever seen. At least I haven't like noticed one. Yeah, so. that's bad. It's like they're fucking awesome. I went in there a couple of years ago to try to find try to like find him again and the, I, I know the chick that owns the spot it's called smoke, smoke and laundry <laughs> and nice. there was like head shop and fucking porno shop you know and i was talking to the chick and i was just like hey i used to have a bunch of these pokers with glass blown glass on the end i got them here she's just like no <laughs> not here so no i absolutely did <laughs> i absolutely did she's like well i don't know i've never seen him here are we rolling? Everything good yeah, over there? Yeah. Fuck it. Let's just keep going. Leave it. Yeah. <laughs> Leave all that shit right there. So, let's see. Where's the track? The track's going to be right there. Hear that. And I'll be rolling, too. Party time. Excellent, bro. All right. This is Jam Space Podcast. What does that cry? There it is. Now we got you, Angel. Uh, oh, hello. Yeah. That's what Are you live? Nice. Do we want to hear it through the, through the speakers a little bit? A little bit of reinforcement? Check, check, check. Hello, testing. Testies. Yeah. All right. Well, All right, well, I'll just go ahead and kick it off then. Let's kick it off. <clears throat> What's up? This is the Jam Space Podcast with Zach Cry. I'm here with Angel Calderon and Joseph Aslan at Switchblade Sounds in Tempe, Arizona. What's up, guys? What's up? How's it going? It's good to see you, fellas. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's always a pleasure. I know everybody's been uh, trying to do what they can to get along during the quarantine, man. I'm glad I could come over here and work with you in the studio that you're not, like, too weirded out, you know, to not have people over here and shit like that. Oh, man. Oh, it's, you know, there's certainly a level of of responsibility that we all have, but Mm. also, fuck, man. 
I gotta try to keep this place open. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no doubt. I gotta keep the lights on, right? Yeah, exactly. We just finished recording a long session today in your studio. Well, I got here at eight thirty, and it's eight. Yeah. It's just after eight fifteen. It's almost yeah. yeah. It's almost eight thirty again. So 12 damn near twelve hour session today. It's pretty solid. Not too bad. Uh, gonna be probably releasing some of that stuff, you know, as a follow up to whatever I got coming up soon. Yeah. Uh, the reason I want to sit down with you guys today, it's been four months since we released our Who Do I Kill album, Eye for an Eye, which we tracked right here in this studio. Yeah. It was a long process. It took fucking 13 months, so I think we were finished tracking in probably like September. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, no, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> What's the month before August? july yeah i yeah. think we were done in, in july yeah and so ready to release it in august man so then we must have started it in may of 2019 yeah which is a long time Take a look. you got all the notes right got there the right here so when was the first day that we came in here let's see i want to say it was like march or maybe it? even april I can't remember if it was summer or spring. Spring, I guess spring sounds right. Because you were also in the other one at Yuma earlier that year too, right? No dates? Uh, there, yeah. We were doing guitars in June. Okay. So, oh, here we go. June 1st. That's when we started? June 1st, yep. Yeah. June so. 1st, we started tracking drums. Does it say right there how much money it cost all in all? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Uh, uh, no, I could. I'd have to do the math. No worries. No worries. We're not gonna have to get too detailed. <laughs> we're gonna have to rehash that. Nah. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed it, man. It was very. Um, the sessions were very split apart. You know. Yeah. Few and far between, but we got it done when we could. Yeah, man. I think what we do, what was the first session? Two days? Three days? I think it was three days. Three yeah. eight-hour days? Three days, yeah. And, uh... Um, ten. Ten-hour days. Three ten-hour days. Yeah, I mean, like, breaks, you know, or whatever in there, but... And then those yeah. three days, we locked in the drums, and then we started building from there. Yeah. And then it must have took me another fucking, at least... Four days. We did four days in a row. Four days in a row at first, and one, then after one, two, that, three, and four. I must have come in for fucking another five sessions at least. Oh yeah, what would you say? Five. There were little ones. There were little ones, you know. Yeah. Looks like we were done tracking vocals and all that stuff in January. Nice. So yes, yeah, so we were tracking for six months, almost mm-hmm. seven months. And then coming in here and spicing it up a little, sprinkling yeah, a little. Totally, that's in. that's one of the super fun things about that record was that I feel like as time passed, you were coming up with more, like more rad production ideas, you know, because like that's the that's the easiest thing to sort of lose track of is how to make it an album, not a recording of songs. Yeah, as much yeah. as I wanted to fucking really get it done as fast as we could, yeah. it was kind of a blessing that it took so long and that the uh, the time delay between sessions yeah. and shit like that, 
Because, yeah, man, I'm just sitting there at the house listening to it and thinking about, oh, we should put this totally. there and this there. You know? Absolutely. And, then, yeah, it does really grow from being just like a collection of songs and into uh, an album, which is what I wanted to make, like a real album. You yeah, know? totally, man. Uh, so how long have you been doing, how long have you been, uh, what, would, what do you call yourself, audio engineer or? Yeah, I don't know. That term is kind of a dirty word sometimes. I mean, like, yeah. you know, using the term engineer, some people get their panties in a bunch about, uh-huh. you know, you're not actually engineering things. I mean, I did build a reverb unit out of wood and beer cans. So, I mean, that is cool. I don't know. That sounds like That's an engineer really- to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, you know, they call us recordists. Okay. You know, these days. How long have you been doing recordists? Uh, I've been... So, my partner Grace and I started the studio in 2003. This studio right here where we're at? No, we it was working... It was in her house, in the house that I'm living in now. Uh, she was renting the house. She She bought a house and moved out. And then I took over the lease. And so I was running the studio out of there. We've been in this location here by Tempe Marketplace for eight years, I think, now. Wow. Yeah. And what are some of the more, like, notable bands that you've recorded here? Uh, you know, a lot of, mostly, mostly local dudes, but, you know, some dudes have popped and gotten some pretty good, like, international uh, notoriety. Goya is one of those, mm-hmm. you know. Old Fashioned Assassin has done some, some good touring and their stuff's all over the place. They're shipping records everywhere. They're the um, most recent thing that you've done over here is Old Fashioned Assassin. That's what I've been working on, yep. Yeah. Um, just finished like a, a, like a horror punk record for some guys that are called Boogeyman. It's, that's my guitar player in Sanitation Squad's side project, solo oh, okay. project. Nice. Yeah, and it's kind of like misfit style, you know, horror punk. Have you ever heard of uh, Cancer Slug? No. They're kind of in that same band. Have you heard them, Angel? Mm-hmm. Oh, they're really good, man. Yeah. Horror punk. Dude sounds like Danzig, man. Cool. Yeah, they're they're good, man. Yeah. That stuff's fun too because there's room for production, you know? Uh-huh. Like I, I did I recorded so much punk rock stuff early on. And your yeah. band Sanitation Squad is a punk rock band. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, like we're like punk metal crossover sort of sort of band. You know, too too metal for the punk, punk but too punk, but a little yeah. little more punk than the metal dudes prefer. You know, but uh, I feel you, man. That's where yeah. we, that's kind of where we exist. Also, yeah. you know. But yeah, like cut my teeth. It's it's fun. These you know these last couple of years, I've had the opportunity to work with a lot of the dudes that I've known for a really really long time. You know, the dudes in Broloaf mm-hmm. and Swap Meet and, and now iRake, you know, like those guys are all kind of in the same sort of camp and like our old punk bands used to play with their old punk bands, you know, yeah, 20, 20 years ago. <laughs> and so it's kind of fun to be at a point now where like we all cut our teeth doing aggressive stuff, but now we're like, we want to make albums, you know, we want to produce albums and, and dig in like, you know, like you guys did with... With eye for an eye, it's and you got the space here. It's a lot man. of fun. Yeah, yeah it's, it's good yeah, space. It sounds good. Beautiful. You, you know? got the space here to cultivate the vibe and yeah. just uh, yeah, man. I mean, I feel your your band members are so lucky to fucking. <laughs> I tell them that all the time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, shit, let's get down to it, man. Yeah. We're gonna do the eye for an eye listening party. So it's been four months since we released the album, which is yeah. hard to believe, but. 
2020 has just flown by because it's been a fucking crazy year, but I'm not here to get into that. Um, four months since we released the album, so I figured let's rehash it a little bit before the end of the year, you know. This isn't going to come out until next year in January. But uh, let's get into it, man. Let's just play the album. So, yeah, anybody listening, we're going to play this album right about now. You guys can listen along with us. Starting on the intro, this is streaming on Spotify or Who Do I Kill, Bandcamp.com. Anywhere you listen to music, just check out Who Do I Kill. So for some reason, when we were tracking this, that rhythm guitar there really came out kind of thin. And I remember you saying something about it. Yeah. And just we just pushed past it anyways yeah. and kept going. And so I tried to beef it up with with that synthesizer. Yeah. Put more low end in there. It sounds really cool though. I mean, I as think far so. as yeah, as far as rolling with something that sounds different, you know. Yeah. This is the reoccurring theme. I try to set the tone for the album, like, and then I think originally we cut another, um, another little interlude with the same little yeah. recurring theme mm-hmm. and a different mm-hmm. kind of melody. Yep. And then this also comes back in the very last track too, but I think the other melody ended up getting cut because it was kind of unnecessary, you know. Right. Uh, we wanted to fit this on a vinyl, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So I remember cutting out a couple of things. I like this. It's very motific, like you're saying. It's like comes back a lot. Yeah. I, I don't see this enough in albums like recently. Right. So it's kind of refreshing again yeah. to hear it front to back. And I like that synth. It's really cool to hear a melody come back around in the same album. You know what I mean? It's like a prize for listening. Yeah, man. It punches. Yeah. Really, really hard. So, how long have... We've been working on these songs for, fuck, over a year before we even got over here to the studio to record, huh? I remember the first things, like that little mini tour we did we had we were playing this song don't look now and neb cruza i think on that one oh, yeah. so whenever that was it was that 2018 mm-hmm. no we did a big tour in 2018 i think it was like right before that we did the yeah. we did several little small tours in like 2017 early 2018 yeah little fucking three-day runs four-day runs and the vocal style on this shit has changed how many, like several times. Huh? Yeah. There was... I couldn't figure out how to stick the vocals on this song. <laughs> yeah. I think it came out pretty good. Yeah, totally, man. Absolutely. I remember it in like multiple times while we were tracking this record, I like listening listening to the tracks in my truck, you know, as I was as I was driving. 
I just like realized all of a sudden that I was like hauling ass, dude. Like, that, yeah, that <laughs> record makes made me drive fast, dude. Especially you know? right now. It's all, yeah. awesome, man. Dude, the gang vocals is such a good like hardcore touch. I like it. Totally. That's Kyle Leeds and it's Kyle and and Ben Barnes, right? Ben Barnes yep. from Brolo. Yeah. Kyle Leeds from Old Fashioned Assassin. Shout out. Yeah. Man, yeah, Ben's in Swap Meet and iRake. Yeah, oh, I, I thought he was in Brolove. Yeah, he's in Brolove oh, also. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, you guys would probably see. You'd probably be seeing. Uh, did they play? Did iRake play the same night as you guys on Planet Mammoth? I think so. I think so too, yeah. That was a fun night. That was awesome. That was an <laughs> awesome, fun time, man. Yeah. Oh, so that cowbell right there, man. We gotta right, say yeah. it, dude. You let that that cowbell came from fucking <laughs> P Funk. Yeah, yeah, dude. Parliament left that on the stage. They left man. it on stage? Yep. Hell yeah. It's a country western lead over a heavy metal. <laughs> dude, my favorite part is when it comes out of the delay and back into that like southern sound. Yeah. I don't know that little exit. I suppose. It's yeah. Awesome. Thanks, man. I remember when you came up with this breakdown part because we didn't do it for. It a while. wasn't there at first, right? We played this song for a long time without the end. The end. This part right here. Yeah. Coming back into it. You know what? I swear to God. I saw that meme and it's got like a possum on there and it said the face you make when they bring back the same riff but slower. Dude, <laughs> and it's I'm like, real. Oh, we gotta bring this riff back but slower, <laughs> dude. Possum face. The possum face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to give it a break, you know, keep rolling right into the next yeah. song. Is that Angel's track on there, number two right there mm-hmm. in the middle? Yeah. yeah. Is this signal going to pick up? Yeah, yeah. Is it going to be good? It's there. Cool. We'll just have to. I'll, I'll uh, gotcha. I'll do that before I pass it off to you. Hell yeah. <laughs> I feel like this was the song that we started mixing. Like this was the first. Was this the first one? Hot Pursuit, yeah, this is the one that yeah. you really got the solid mix, and I said that's that's what we're shooting for yeah. for the whole album, like this mix right here. Yeah. Even the vocal style on this one changed, man. I think when yeah, I first started sure. writing this shit, I was still trying to sing the songs like uh, the weight on our first album, you know, uh-huh. kind of like those doubled up Fu Manchu kind right, of sound. Right, right, right. Yeah. And then uh, on the process of us going on tour, man, on the road. It changed, man. Yeah. It changed. Totally. And I just let it change because I got more. I started getting more comfortable singing it sure. that way. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So it's a good thing that we didn't record it as fast as we could, you know? Right, right. I let the, the vocals develop, and mm-hmm. now here we are. I wanted to put some uh, police sirens in the back right there at that breakdown. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, how much is too much, you know? Right, right. <laughs> The song deserves a video. Totally. We need to, cr- like, crash a car in the desert for something. <laughs> if we were going to make yeah. a music video, this would be the first music video? I think I think it's... I don't know if it should be the first. I don't know. Because what could we do to branch videos crash together? Crash a car. That would be so fucking cool. That would be really cool. Oh, and I would 
Oh, I would love to string like four songs together and in, in, into a video. Like a mini movie, dude. That'd yeah. be right. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Hell yeah. That would yeah, be man. cool, man. Pieces of songs. Yeah. <laughs> end up making like a 15 minute video. Yeah, absolutely. It, 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 it'll happen quick, too. Like, <laughs> I loved Michael Jackson videos when I was a kid. Sure. Dude. Yeah. He was always turning into a rocket ship or some shit. Like, <laughs> that dude was crazy. This right here. Somebody yeah. wrote a fucking review about this album. Uh-huh. It's not that I care what they think. I know what you're talking about. But they fucking about, said that this was like, uh, I don't know what they said about it, but it was like pointless to have it on the albums. Like, they didn't like the interlude right here. <laughs> I don't remember how he put it, dude. He put it in a fucking uh, cunty way. <laughs> <laughs> But not not that we care. <laughs> no, he kept saying something about like how it struggles to find itself. Uh-huh. Yeah, but I the don't album know. or this interlude. The definitely he went on about the album that way. Yeah, but I think if you were there to see it all start to build, mm-hmm. yeah, totally. But I get it. It can be a little jarring sometimes, especially from a lot of different heavier music communities. You know, trying to put different things in there. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big fan. That's the you know, thing. I'm, like, I feel I'm like a big it's a fan of that sort of stuff, dude. It's you what know. you said earlier, man. I feel like we are like a fucking. We're not a punk band, but we're like a fucking. We're like a grunge, post grunge, stoner rock yeah. kind of band yeah. trying to appeal to a heavy metal audience. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because somehow that's how the scene. Uh, coagulates you right know what i mean exactly those those stone rock bands fall into like the heavy metal fucking scene totally and like uh, heavy metal tends to be a uh can be like an elitist fucking thing sometimes. yeah i mean i feel like i feel like all like all genres have the potential to to get that way you know but I feel like at least at least with like my guys and and the dudes that I've run with and some of my favorite albums that I've been fortunate enough to be a part of it's about making the songs dope you know and you know there's some bands there's a you know bands that I'm big a big fan a big fan of that over the years have made comments about how like you know we put this album out I remember less than Jake when I saw when I saw when I was working for Lester Jake one time at the marquee it's like anybody got the new album yet no uh, I'm sure the people that do hate it <laughs> everybody hates the new album until it's not the new album anymore uh, you know it's like I, I feel like he, he nailed it on the head you know like it's it's people are always looking for what you did on the last album yeah, yeah. and you know and if you're if you're if you're if you're forging a new path creatively, mm-hmm. you know. I try not to just just I just try to be open minded. That's yeah. all, man. Just be open minded about everything. Because I remember being younger and being like, God, it fucking sucks. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. Totally. Yeah. But yeah. I, I try to grow. You know. Yeah. Neb Cruza is a line from a song in our first album, Who Do I Kill? On that song, The Ride, it's one little line out. I'm a cruiser of Nebula from space and time and word and rhyme. All yeah. right. 
And so that's why I got the title for this. Yeah, that's great. This song's a ton of fun too, man. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Let's think of a dude riding a motorcycle in outer space. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, this album has a very, like, sci-fi theme for me, just on imagery and music, everything. Like, you can put a story together from a lot of it. Yeah. I had the whole idea to make a comic book for the album, man. Uh Uh-huh. From like five or six different artists, and let every artist do two songs, yeah. illustrate them mm-hmm. for two pages each, yeah, and put together a little comic book. Fuck yeah! But man, we are already fucking. <laughs> yeah, we want to put this thing out, dude. We don't want to <laughs> wait another year and sink another fucking yeah. couple grand. You know? Yeah, <laughs> totally. I love this song. Absolutely, this is one of my favorite songs, man. And the Zippo, man. I want to make fucking um, a Zippo for our merch. That's a good Absolutely. idea. I want one. Yeah, like, totally. Yeah. <laughs> Mark me down, dude. This was another cool one to see, like, grow from when you sent me just, like, real quick recorded demos. And we're like, hey, look, here's this song. And then when we played it, when, I, when we all met up with Trent and Justin. Mm-hmm. And then to this, like... It's really cool. These final touches, those little background guitar vibes. Yeah, that delay. Absolutely. Yeah. That's that's the that's what I like that. Like you guys were talking about, just like diving in and going, now what? Now that the song's there, what else can we put? Yeah, absolutely. It's beautiful. What'd you think when I started going off like that in there on the in the studio, man, kinda rapping in there? Well, what was your reaction? Man? Oh, it works out. It worked out. It worked out great. Oh, yeah. That's the thing is, like, I I know that, you know, this was our first opportunity to work together. Uh-huh. You know, and everything. And like I said, you know, like I've I've over the years I've gotten to the to the point in like as a producer, as an engineer, or whatever, to where it's just like let's try it. You know, like let's whatever whatever it is that is is being cooked up on the other side of the glass there it's like let's try it you know like we'll we'll know if it's not working you know yeah and then to just mention you know like like i was saying like when when you were working on that on the the lead guitar stuff and i was just like it just it sounds sort of it doesn't sound very bright you know Uh and it's like if you tell me like yeah this is the way it's supposed to sound then like awesome then we roll with it you know or if it's just like, oh, well, I kind of wanted to, that's not exactly, if that's how it sounds, I want it to be a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So, you know, even just switching the pickup yeah. could often fix, get it to well, where Well, it's you funny because be, right you know? when you said that it sounds too midi and beefy, I noticed yeah. that the, my um, pickup was in the middle. Yeah, see, there, there yeah. you go. And so it's like with vocal styling and stuff, you know, there's, there's a lot of, you know, uh, artistic, like, pronunciation. Mm-hmm. You know, and grammatical things that are. Yeah, like, notice, I know it's man, not... you really gotta move your mouth around, man. <laughs> yeah. you gotta move your mouth around. Exactly. We're you know? in the studio, and as I, as I catch as I catch those sort of things, I just I just point it out. You know, uh-huh. like you're saying the word feel, but it sounds like fill. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what you want? It was just like, yeah, this is how. I want it to sound. It's like, great, we roll with it. Or, okay, man, I need to be more aware of mm-hmm. how I'm pronouncing that one syllable, you know? Chris Beck was sitting right here on the couch when we were tracking this, man. And yeah. I was struggling with this shit, man. Yeah. And he said, I like it when they're doubled up like that. I think it sounds good. Yeah. So shout out to Chris Beck, Doom Tomb. Yeah. 
Uh, totally. I did struggle with this part. Yeah, it turned out great. I think when I was demoing, the, when I was writing these songs for the original cut of this album, I was writing it all in, in standard C tuning. Oh, yeah. And when I cut the album, or because I have probably several fucking demo tracks of every one of these songs, man, mm-hmm. in the vault somewhere. Yeah. And tracking them at the house, they were all in C standard. Yeah. And that's why I was used to singing in for this breakdown part. Mm-hmm. I had it sounding really good. Nice vibrato. Sure. And then coming in here when it's tuned up to E standard. Right. Just, I was oh, yeah. struggling. That's, that's, with that's it. way higher. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. Totally. So it took me a minute to really get this part. Dude, I bet it sounded heavy, this part, dude. Oh, uh, and C standard? Yeah, <laughs> man. For sure. I think just- <laughs> Hell yeah. I don't know why I decided to keep it in E, man. I just think uh, it sounds a little bit better in yeah, E. Yeah, it's rocking for sure, man. Yeah, hell yeah. You know? All this stuff, you know? Yeah. With the, the crackling fire and the, fi- the flames. Yeah, dude. It's awesome. I know. I wanted to uh, just add as many kind of layers and shit without adding too much. Right. I was trying to find the right balance, you know? Mm-hmm. I want to add... Sound effects, but I don't want to like overuse them. Right. You know what I mean, I, I think they I think they're good if you yeah if you know how and when to use them. Absolutely. Especially for this, to get a good cinematic effect. I definitely want to do a video for this song. That would be really fun. But if we string all the videos together, this gonna be one of them. I think the first half of the album would be a badass video put together. Yeah. The first side. A re-release and with it the split video album. perfectly. Totally. Boom. The way we split the tracks is perfectly. Yeah, because that was it, right? With no, that, this is the last one on the side. Okay, right. Yeah. Yeah. I Shout love out to this Tony song. Reed for mastering. You love this song, Angel? I do love this fucking song. Last, fucking let the world know, man. <laughs> I don't think enough people talk about this one really. It's it's the most different one I think on the album. It's I don't know prettier. Yeah. Maybe than everything. Sure. A little mellow, but it's still got that sludgy bridge. Totally. I wish that we actually had a bass player while we were doing all this shit in the studio and that I wasn't playing the bass because I would love for it to have more low end mm-hmm. flavor, you know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Throughout the throughout the entire song. Wow. I did what I could do. Yeah, I, you pulled it together. Yeah. Writing bass lines can be hard though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, 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 do you play bass, Angel? I also? Kind of. It was, I started on bass, but uh-huh. I quickly went to drums. Yeah. So I can play it, but I don't have the mind of a bass player. Sure, yeah, yeah, totally. Writing it is definitely hard it. for me. Yeah. So speaking of like the time delay and, and adding things in as we go, like the 808s came to mind because I was lacking in the, the low end on the bass. Like, Because right. when I came in, boom. At the very beginning, uh, yeah, it yeah. sounds good, but on this yeah. riff, I'm like, damn, I'm really lacking that fucking bottom, bottom end. Mm-hmm. So, throw the fucking 808s. Shook my car. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. That's <laughs> one more cool <laughs> element that yeah. you really don't hear in a lot of like these kind of bands. Totally. And I remember having a conversation with Tony about it because I, I don't think I've ever. I don't think I've ever actually mixed anything that had like a big 808 drop like that. Mm-hmm. You know, there was like there was like hip hop and stuff that I've worked with where that was like part of the beat. Yeah, you know, but for something like that that could that was like smashing the whole mix away. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and I was like, and I was talking to, and when Tony, I think he gave you back the first 
set of mixes. It was hot. Yeah, it was hot, man. And 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 I was, it was it was a trick, you know. But I remember talking to him, and he was just like, yeah. I, and I told him, I was just like, look, man, I, I I don't really know what I'm doing with this. This is the first time I've really had to like figure this sort of thing out. Most of the bands that I've that I work with, like they don't really fuck with that sort of a of an, of, of a sonic effect, you know. And he's just like, me too, man. <laughs> I was like, so do you? Is it something that you think you can manage in the mastering step, or is it something that you would prefer that I take another stab at in the mix? And he said something to the extent of like, it's always better to fix it in the mix yeah. than to hope that you can fix it in the mastering mm-hmm. step, you know. And that was something that I've always known, but to hear him like re like reconfirm that, you know, so many years after I think I I heard it originally, I was just like, okay. I'm gonna have to figure out how to do this. I had one of the rough mixes, dude, and listening to it in my car when that 808 hit, dude, that shit shook my whole car. Yeah, dude, totally. But and and I think a a part of it too is that you, like, you created that 808. Yeah. Uh huh. And it's the note. It's in the key of the song. It's not just right an 808. So, like harmonically, it's it's. You know, it's fitting in with everything else. So I'm sure whatever so is happening with the phase, all those frequencies. <laughs> huh? I learned how to make an 808 off a of YouTube video. I did it on FL Studio. Shout yeah. out Fruity Loops. Shout out <laughs> a lot of shout outs today. YouTube Fruity Loops. Shout out YouTube. Shout out FL Studio. <laughs> oh. Shout out 808s. <laughs> we used the 404 today. Yeah. More on that later. <laughs> so this whole section right here is from an old band that I used to have. Oh yeah. And I wrote this song right here. Only this part right here. You know, the past couple minutes that this little section has been playing mm. uh, was an entire song for uh, another band that I had called Stone, and it had the same name and everything. Scattered Sun Parade. Yeah. And I just really loved that riff, man. And. Uh, even our drummer R2 said to me one time, he's like, I think the closest we ever got to making like spiritual music was when we wrote that song, yeah. uh, Scattered Sun Parade. Like, uh, yeah. yeah, I feel the same way, man. <laughs> I, I really like it. That riff right there, you know? And then, so this this whole thing came later on. Very Caius influenced riff right yeah. here, you know? I get that a lot yeah. from this one. It's probably why it's so fun. Yeah, the 808s, man. So what did what did Tony really have to say about the 808s, man? I mean, he said he was down, he was down to it was it was fun talking to him. I mean, yeah. we, we it was it was short, you know. Uh-huh. I feel like it was late, you know, and I think we, both of us were were probably fried from mixing or whatever we were doing all day, you know. And yeah, he was he was just saying he was just like, yeah, the album's fun. It sounds really good. You know, that 808 thing is something that he doesn't really... He doesn't, know he doesn't really fuck with either, you know? So this right here so this is, is like where the album splits in two. Okay, yeah, This yeah. would be the beginning of side B right here. So we end side A with an instrumental, and then we start side B with another instrumental. Yeah. As a B-side would be, probably. Huh? You would do that with a B-side, I imagine, too. Yeah. Yeah. This is another interesting song. I love seeing that how this came together. Goo. Yeah, dude. Right it, it was yeah, really what fun. What was that? It was just Zach. 
He took that. You took that off another one, though, right? You copied that one, that first one. Do, ooh, whatever that was. Yeah, yeah. From somewhere else on the record. Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. This is a fun one. I try not to listen too closely to the um, tambourine and the maracas and shit because I think I fucked up somewhere in there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the naked ear can hear it, but I can. But it's like, and I, I remember John. Shout out to John Pino. Yeah, John Pino. I remember he was like stoked on the whole thing, and and mentioned as well that you know, in some of the other songs that he's had the opportunity to like guest, you know, guest musician to to come in and, and play some perk on some stuff. That this was a really fun one for him, you know. He was stoked on the like the the rhythms and stuff that that you were playing. That's cool. You That's know? cool to hear. I wish I could have been here for that one. Yeah. Just like that would have been cool to see the that guy was other cool drummers. Crap. Yeah. It was fun. I used to when I lived in Yuma. I used to go. I had a lot of time. I had a lot more free time than I have out here in Phoenix. Dude. Sure. <laughs> so I, I hear that. Dude. I yeah. used to go fucking hike in the mountains uh-huh. in the morning, and I smoke a joint, dude, and. I'd listen to, like, Brant Bjork while I'm yeah, hiking totally. through the mountains. Absolutely. And one day I was just hiking through the mountains, smoking a doobie, and I came back home and fucking wrote this little riff right here. Dude. Yeah. And <laughs> it's one of those things where you're like, uh, if I didn't fucking grab it right then and there, I would have just forgot about it. Right. You know I mean? Yeah. But I actually grabbed my phone. And recorded it real yeah. fast, you know. Oh, there's something right there, you know. So I yeah. grabbed my phone and fucking recorded the riff real quick. Mm-hmm. And then this is what it turned into. Yeah. Super cool, man. So when we started the album, I didn't even have the idea of doing this shit right here. The uh, spoken word stuff. Right. Yeah. This stuff came in. So another, some behind the scenes shit about this little poem right here. The the skeleton of this poem come from something I wrote when I was a freshman in high school, and they took that poem and published it in a magazine. Really, right on. Yeah, man. So basically, the bare bones of what this shit's saying right here. I just changed a few lines around. Yeah. I got a copy of the magazine at, at the nice. house too, man. It was pretty cool. I was trying to channel my Jim Morrison on here. <laughs> yeah. And then we're going straight into this. Uh, Jesse Mitchell from Hub and Weep. Oh, yeah, that's right. On yeah, the yeah, organ. Never even met the guy. Yeah. Only talked to him on the internet. Yeah. He, I sent him the tracks, and he laid down the organ. He sent me a couple different takes of organ. Yeah. And that's how we did that. Yeah, dude. And he ripped it, he ripped it up, man. It's Yeah, it fills out very well. Yeah. This is another one of those things that I did when I was real young, man. I wrote this song when I was like 17. Hell yeah. And remember, we weren't even going to put this song on the album. Yeah, we had uh, we're gonna Firewater. Put, um, yeah, Firewater was going to go on there. I will say I think it's um, a small crime that Firewater is not, but I'm not upset that this is on here because this <laughs> is a, a banger, as they say. Yeah, as they say. Well, Firewater is on one album. It's the, it's seeing the light of day. Yeah, I, there's it's no on problem. It's an album. It. It's coming out soon. Yeah. That's a, that's a great groovy track. 
the vocals just take it to a whole other level when they come in, man. Now it sounds like sleep. It did sound like it did sound like fucking circus music. <laughs> <laughs> Which we're keeping the theme going, man, because we had that song on the first album, Circus Musica. A one, another one that, again, I never hear people talk too much about, but that'd oh. be fun to play live. Yeah, man. What's the fucking? I don't know what the expression is. Like deadly overrated or something like that. It's highly overrated. It's yeah. very, very overrated. Obscenely overrated. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> Thank you, Angel, for fucking stepping in for me. <laughs> My God. My God. It's been a long day. We <laughs> <laughs> still got a hell of a long way to go. It's just so cool to hear this song, like, all polished up from the studio yeah. after I've been just sitting around in my brain for so long. <laughs> yeah, totally, man. Fully realized. This is another one where, like, By the time you get we get into this lead part, yeah, it's just like you kind of look down and realize that you're going 100 miles an hour. Uh huh. It's like whoa. This has a lot of. This song is a journey for sure. Yeah. There's it's a roller coaster. Stops. Yeah. And it's <laughs> totally. really it's fun. There's yeah. a, just a lot of jamming going on. Absolutely. I like when a song can be. I don't know. I guess like a, a small epic without feeling too like oh I've heard this over and over. But again, it has like a full circle. That moves. That I like. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Lots of movement. A totally. very fluid song. And I felt like, you know, we've had so many elements throughout the album thus far that, like, we gotta fucking give the drums a chance to shine, man. Like, I wanted everything to have his, like, yeah. in Hot Pursuit, there's a spot where you get a little bit of bass solo, then mm-hmm. you get a little bit of a drum fill. Yeah. You know, and then right here, you know, we got a chance to let the drum shine. Totally. Yeah. That's when Angel gets his fucking minute to shine right there, right? <laughs> totally. That's, that was funny. It was kind of challenging. One of my least favorite things is to, like, come up with fills that, like, are solid. Like, I like to jam out, and so live, I kind of just have some fun. You keep interchangeable yeah. fills. But having like having to write them so I know what I'm recording is right my least favorite part about the process. It feels totally. too rigid sometimes, huh? Yeah, I like to feel like that loose kind of like how well, it feels when you're playing it. Like or maybe you accidentally keep doing the same feel like over and over again in the song. You yeah. Know? Instead of experimenting more, you're trying to be like too rigid because you're in the studio. I'm just, I'm saying that's how I get. It no, I do. I, when you start to think of the drums on that microscopic level, yeah. Like for me, I get super judgmental about what I'm doing or what I've been doing. So it takes a while, but mm-hmm. you, I think that part turned out. It's like an economy of drum fills. It's like I don't want to do this same fill. Yeah. Twice in a row. It's worthless the second time around. Sometimes, <laughs> not all the time though. Like yeah. you have that in the air tonight drum fill. Everyone loves that. Sure. Every time that song plays, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it depends on the song, I guess. If it's an iconic fill, it's iconic. But yeah, yeah. I guess there's not too many of those. What yeah, about that a- one. Little bit. Of- Jack Diane. Yeah, that's everyone an iconic knows drum that. bill right there. I don't even know what effect is on that snare, but. 
<laughs> it's got a big pop to it. This part's cool. I was you, channeling my Neil Fallon right here. Dude. Yeah. It's so hard for me to listen out my myself sing. Even though I love this album so much, I still can pick out my voice and be like, God. <laughs> I just really have to shut you're not, up. You're not, you know, you're not the only one that that suffers that uh, that uh, that situation as a vocalist. You know, most I feel like most vocalists that I've worked with, yeah, end up in that same that same feedback loop. It's like, yeah, it's pretty good, but that's why I don't. I don't even pay no attention to it now. I just put it out there, dude. Yeah. I'm trying to like do my best to detach myself from the outcome because the cause of suffering is attachment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. So I yeah. don't want to be attached to it, man. You yeah. know, I want to get it out of me. That's the whole point of being here right now. Exactly. Yep. So what other people do with it when they get it, you know, that's a, that's on them. But right. I did my part by just putting it out there mm -hmm. you know what else are we gonna do on a beautiful fucking Saturday yeah if I can, man. <laughs> absolutely man come in here in the studio and fucking spend all day in here getting it out of us yeah exactly right <laughs> it's gotta go somewhere it's gotta yeah. go somewhere <laughs> why not here <laughs> so is this your first time like taking over lead parts Cause I know Justin did stuff yes. with you before. I didn't. I wasn't planning on being the lead guitar player on this album. So thank you, Angel, for <laughs> for bringing that up. Well, not that it's like noticeable, but I know that you've like. Because I remember meeting Justin, and like you know, he immediately was like, you know, I got the parts. I know what I'm doing. Kind uh, of like the lead. I don't know embodiment. Yeah, that's Justin's deal. I don't really need to know the rhythm. I play the leads. It's like you fuck that, bro. I want you to know the whole song. Yeah. Like, I play the leads, man. Yeah. Well, you know, and like knowing the song, it gives you, it gives you the map for your lead. Mm -hmm. You know, there's lots of tons and tons of and and it's you know it's there's you know guitar players, lead players uh -huh. that come in. And want to draw, you know, from from the inspiration in the moment in right. the studio, you know, oh, yeah. the studio magic. Yeah. And then they can play it that way afterwards, uh -huh. you know, like they they can't actually play it. But it's like the dudes that know the songs. It seems like they often are. They can come up with a lead off the cuff more easily. Because they're not trying to, f they're they know the progression of the tune, you know. Well, I think I think there's a place for both, man. I Absolutely, think it's yeah. It's cool to be inspired in the studio and rip one. Absolutely. Or sit down and write a long, thought out, fucking progressive, like Metallica kind of fucking solo. Sure, yeah, yeah, totally. One that moves, yeah. you know what I mean. Absolutely. Either way, it's cool. Me, my leads aren't like that for the most part. I just rip them. Right. Yeah. Pentatonic skills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you're you're coming from a place where like you know the song. Yeah. So noodling around the stuff that's already happening, it's already putting you in a place where yeah, you know the lead is gonna make sense. Uh -huh. You know, 
you're not going to end up playing one half step lower in I'm your just teasing Justin. If he played with us, he'd be having to nail these songs. But sure, I'm sure. That's how he used to be, though. He'd be like, I got the leads, man. What do I you got want, the leads. <laughs> it does make me wonder what the songs would sound like with him on leads, too. I just couldn't wait any longer, man, you know? Yeah. It's I, had a- to, I had to do it. And nobody else was around to do it. I had to do it. Yeah. But I think it came out all right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like it. Definitely honed. That. I even would like to have Greg in here, man. I even tried to have Greg in here. Uh, Greg was supposed to meet me here one day, and then he never showed up. Hey, you mind if I grab one of those cores out of there? That's it. That's no, it. No more? Yeah, no. we did it. We oh. got him. We got him done. There is a bottle of Jim Beam up there. <laughs> I think it's time, dude. <laughs> celebratory. There's some Coke right over there. Yeah. I don't have a Jim and Coke. Fuck it. Celebratory. Uh, you guys, check it out. This is some cool shit right here. Yeah, and dude. the little chugs. Yeah. I'm proud of my. Uh, I'm proud of that lead, man. But not only that lead, those vocal harmonies right there. Yeah. Man. yeah. Absolutely, man. Because I, for the longest time, was trying to figure out what the harmony was, man, and didn't know until I actually got in here in the studio. Yeah. Man, I really put a lot of thought into this shit, man. <laughs> yeah. Totally, man. Like this right here, the way this shit modulates into the next key, right? Because yeah. this shit's in A, and then I for an I is in D, and then, you know, whatever the terminology is, D is the thing that you go into after A, right? Um, <laughs> if you're playing in A, you're going to go down into D. Naturally, yeah, D is a very it's common a, movement you know, from A. The next step. Yeah. This and so to make that fucking A modulated to the D, I used the synthesizer, right? That kind of rising. <laughs> yeah. Never, never mind. Modulates its on itself. Straight. <laughs> you want to put the D in the A? Yeah, that's just the way I. You don't need a modulator for that. <laughs> I think I need a little more. I think I gave both of you guys. <laughs> So this song was a totally different song as well at the beginning. Yeah, huh? it's really cool because when I when we practiced and practiced, it was just the two of us, no other layers of yeah. anything. And it's really cool to hear it realized and undergone so much. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Angel, you yeah, are only cool. here in the studio to record your drum parts, huh? I know. And after, you didn't hear anything else after that until I brought you the rough tracks that we had. It was... It was a surprise, and it was really cool. I think what I commented first was how excited I was that even the roughs, like, it sounded like us. Like, it sounded like, I don't know, when these songs started to feel good and, like, 
was confirming, like, yeah, this Pour is... Pour it up, brother, so we can cheers sorry, together. I'm <laughs> a cola hog. The cola. Okay, what about this shit right here, man? How about this, dude? I think this is the thing I'm most proud of musically on the whole album. This whole section right here. Huh? It's, uh, Cheers, fellas, by the way. Yeah. Absolutely. We made magic happen. Today and in yeah. the studio for this album. No, it's super cool. Tastes like. I'm very proud of this. And uh, this is like straight up the my roots coming out of me, man. It's like the shit I grew up on Metallica, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But they had those long instrumental Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, fucking man. leads, you know? Yeah. But it's like the song, like, you know, I, I wanted feel like to we're make already in like song. the second part of the journey of yeah. this song. Uh-huh. And there's a whole nother oh, yeah, part. Man. You know, that's a whole different part of the journey. And it's you know, it's 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 challenging to to be able to pull all those elements together. You know, mm-hmm. is it even like playing drums? You know, like is another part of it. Not losing the energy in the slower section, especially when it's gonna come back and become something heavier, you like know, this more right energetic, here. You know, very cool. Yeah, man. Perfect way to end this album. Dude. Yeah. It explodes for real. It does. This part's very poppy. Not poppy, but like, yeah. you know what I'm that saying. That guy Bursting. saying he, that this album couldn't find its sound? Well, that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't it, know if he listens. It doesn't have a sound. It ties in, I think, yeah. very well. Mm-hmm. You know what this album is? It's like when you got that fucking uh, palette with the paint on it and shit. You've been making an acrylic painting or something like that. Yeah. And after it's all said and done, you mm-hmm. look at that palette and all the colors are all smeared together yeah, on there. Yeah, yeah. That's what this album is. This yeah. album is like that palette with all the colors it's all one of fucking my, like, smeared. Like favorite yeah. things to look at too. It's like look what else happened. Like yeah. After all that, it's really cool. You know, like looking at the artwork. Like the artwork almost kind of looks that way too. Like you know, a with like palette. Yeah, with like the back the background. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah, hell yeah. Kind of like how it's like it's thematically well structured hell yeah but it's not it's not just all clean lines you know there's clean lines within yeah. the you know this like the smear like you were saying what this about was, this? this this was cool let's talk about and it. like the, the, the funny thing to me about this was you know like I've done similar sort of things on other records but it was always like an agonizingly Intricate like automation fest for me, you know, like so much like taking an EQ and like automating each like point on the EQ Uh, and moving it and just step after step after step. I can imagine exactly to where when you when you came to me with it, you were like, "Yeah, you don't want to do this thing." I was just like, "All right, man, I (laughs) I know how to do it. I've done it before, no problem. It's just gonna take me some time." And you were like, "Well, what if you just did this?" I was just like, damn, that is so much easier. <laughs> that makes outside so much more sense, man. dude. Uh, exactly, uh, man. Uh, exactly, uh, dude. Uh, yeah. It made so much more sense, dude. Do it to the master track. Yeah. Yeah. I was just uh, like, man. 
that makes so much more sense. That so was it, Gandhi in there just now. Yeah. The <laughs> <laughs> so guy said I was being pretentious for putting Gandhi on the album. <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> He's fucking Gandhi. <laughs> You know what yeah. I mean? oh, thank you, man. Thank you so much for what you said about that frequency sweep. Because yeah. I do some shit in my house, man. Yeah, yeah, totally. I do a lot of editing and fucking recording, but the recordings aren't that good. But I can still edit sure. and EQ yeah. and shit on there. Yeah, so I figured out how to do how I wanted to do yeah. it. It's just like telling other people how to do shit right. in their own space. Sometimes, right. like I don't want to overstep my yeah, boundaries. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, but it, I, I, I could tell you how to do it, you know. What absolutely, I mean? and and you know, there's there's a way to, there's a way. I feel like it's it's something that I am like hyper aware of because of the opportunities. The way that I look at every project that I work on as being an opportunity to be allowed to be a part of someone else's creative endeavor, you oh, know? Yeah. which it can be very personal. It can be very you know, uh, I just want to say, man, about this you know, part of this song right here, dude. Like, I wanted to make sure that this shit was on the album because this yeah. was like part of a whole other song earlier. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, totally. Like, this song has been went through like three different parts, man. Absolutely, but man. this was the main, uh, like the little refrain right here of the vocals, man. Yeah, really. Uh, was I was going through heavy shit when I wrote that. Yeah, dude, so. It's nice to end the album on that note, right? And those there. Re, those yeah. recurring themes, yeah, hell you know, yeah, throughout yeah. the album, like that's what we were talking. You know, like that's makes it makes it a. This makes album it an really album, is you know? like a fucking uh, letter to a few people in my life, dude. Yeah. Really, dude. Like it kind of just brings it all home. You know, it's just it's it's an album that I want people to hear and rock and roll too. But it's also uh, like a like a fucking love letter. To a, to a couple of characters in my life. Yeah, fuck yeah. Hey, you know yeah I mean? Fuck yeah. So, thank Absolutely. you guys for listening to the album with us. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think? You guys got any like, final words about it? Uh, no, it's really cool to hear it on these speakers. And uh, like my car is fucked up, but it's cool to hear it on something that it was like mixed on. Yeah, totally. And, uh, there's a lot of a lot of cool things to reflect on in that one. I'm like, there's nothing I feel like I listen to it and I don't think, oh, I should have done that or could have done that. Mm-hmm. It feels, it's a solid album. Yeah, I like it. I agree 100. percent I had a great time working with the guys on it. It was super rad to have you back in, you know, today to yeah to do fun. more fucking wacky shit. The stuff we know? did today was fucking so different, but so <laughs> yeah. fun, man. Totally. Like, so fun, man. I, yeah. We really got outside the box today. Really had a chance to fucking experiment. That yeah. was weird. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what I want to say about this Who Do I Kill album is that we, the idea of this album and the basic songs and the basic bare bones of the album, we all had pretty much conceptualized, you know, by the time the first album was on CD and out and shit, but... It just took us so long to get it out, but then the album transformed over time, and and now we got what we got, but we released it during the COVID time and shit, 
and it kind of flew under the radar, but not really. Like to me, I think we did a great release. I'm not gonna like disclose the fucking the the amount of money that we made off the album, but I didn't put really any money at all into a PR or anything like that. And we made a pretty good grip of money off of selling the album just on Bandcamp, only digital albums. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking uh, now. I uh, just want to let you guys know y'all are the first to hear on Jam Space Podcast that we're going to be putting some vinyl out for our album Who Do Dope. I Kill I for an Eye uh, we're putting the, all the Who Do I Kill catalog on vinyl and we even got some extra goodies for you guys coming on vinyl so we're going to I don't know if it's going to be like a re-release kind of format for I for an Eye but we're definitely going to go on a run of shows to promote eye for an eye you know to support it and it really kind of just like basically re-release it but on physical format you know and and push it Mm -hmm. so that's what's going to happen in the future for us got a lot of new stuff on the rise too so i want to thank you guys very much thanks angel thanks joseph my pleasure uh, you guys check us out on Who Do I Kill at Bandcamp.com or we're on Instagram, Twitter, all that shit. Jam Space Podcast. Joe, you uh, got anywhere you want people to hit you up or anything? Uh, same thing. Facebook, Instagram, Switchblade Sound. That's Joseph Aslan and Switchblade Sound, yeah. right? Yep. Angel, you got anything on the rise? Um, just currently demoing a lot of material, so hopefully that will come to fruition soon describe that material in five words extremely different from each hoodoo (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot of i can't seem to stick to one particular genre so i figured just do it all i got you groovy gothic techno pukey music there you go (laughs) you heard it here first all right man this is jam space podcast we are out yeah thank you guys all right guys that was the who do i kill eye for an eye listening party with joseph aslan from switchblade sounds anyone in the phoenix mesa tempe area looking to do some recording i strongly recommend joseph and his studio he's very accommodating It's a very comfortable space and very reasonably priced. I want to thank you guys for tuning in to the Jam Space Podcast. This is only our second episode, but we've got tons of fun in store for 2021. As always, you can reach me at Zach Cry, Z-A-C-C-R-Y-E. Also, go to jamspacepodcast.com. Click on the store link to check out any merch we got. We also have an extras page on there where we're going to be linking all kinds of fun stuff we might reference during the episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to Jam Space with Zach Cry. Next week, we got Chris Beck with the Doom Tune Podcast. See you then. <laughs>